All right, everyone, welcome back to the original podcast with me, Renee. And I have a few topics I want to talk about today. We got to talk about the Grammys. I mean, I'm in the middle of trying to film a Grammys red carpet roast video. It's taken me like three times to start it because my camera keeps overheating. So if anybody has any tips on that, let me know. I want to talk about the Grammys. I want to talk about fashion, maybe a little bit of school. And then I also want to talk about a little bit of like Twitch drama and like, you know, the Turkey earthquake and stuff like that. So if any of that interests you, keep on listening. So let's start on the Grammys. Um, I don't watch award shows or anything. I really just kind of catch up like when it comes to Instagram or Twitter or whatever. You can get all the information that you need on there or any like reviews. But there were a lot of horrendous looks. <laughs> There were a lot of horrendous looks on the red carpet that night. I'm recording this on what? No. Yeah, Wednesday. And the Grammys were on Sunday. I gotta say, I love Harry Styles, but what the fuck? (laughs) What was he wearing on the red carpet? His performance look? 10 out of 10. Why couldn't you bring that out when you were on the red carpet, dude? Like, you're Harry Styles. You got money, dude. And I get he wanted to be, you know, like happy, quirky Harry Styles, but the no shirt for the Grammys, it's still a classy event, you know, but whatever. At least he has nice tattoos. What's another look I was thinking about? Oh, I was talking about Lizzo and how she was wearing Dolce & Gabbana. First of all, Lizzo, why are you wearing Dolce & Gabbana? They're such a problematic brand. And like Lizzo is so progressive as a person and like what she puts out into the world as her beliefs and what she wants. And like, even throughout the Grammys, there's clips of her talking about how she just wants to spread like joy and kindness and all that. So why are you partnering with Dolce & Gabbana? Enough of that. Also, I love Viola Davis and the fact that she reached EGOT. I hope that's how you say it. EGOT status. (laughs) E-G-O-T. So an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. And she's gotten at least one of each. That is so sick. An achievement. There's only 18 people that have that on their on their name. 18 people. And eight of them are women. Let's go women. And I think that's including Viola Davis at this point. I don't think they would exclude her when Googling how many people have EGOT status or whatever. But yeah, I believe in the previous episode I mentioned that I have a bachelor's degree in fashion design so I'm not saying that fashion is everything but it is important to me and I don't design fashion anymore although that was my schooling like I made a whole collection for my senior year and stuff like that senior thesis but I do personally take fashion seriously when it comes to like how I am presented in the world which you know people could say well you care about what people think about you and it's like well Yes and no. I think there's a healthy amount to caring about your appearance and how you come off in the world, how you present yourself. You can't control how other people perceive you. There's a healthy balance in there somewhere. But when seeing looks reported on the red carpet, I can't help but express my opinion because these people, I just keep coming back to the fact that these people have so much money and and status and credibility, yet they choose to either trust in a stylist or they choose an outfit themselves 
And it's like, bruh, what are you wearing? <laughs> Certain things, I'm like, is that even comfortable? And yeah, maybe like beauty is pain, whatever. But do you feel good in that outfit? I guess that's still important. You know, when you, even though you're a celebrity and you're on the red carpet, you have to feel good in your look. But some of these, I'm like, this looks like a lot and not in a good way. <laughs> but to relate the red carpet looks to fashion school, when you go to school for fashion, you, you look at different articles of clothing differently. You see the technique that goes into making these pieces, which is obviously important. Like you could have a really expensive piece that took a bajillion hours to make, but it could still come off to people as like ugly, <laughs> I guess, which I don't really like the word ugly because I think it's kind of a cop out for explaining what you actually dislike about something or you're just going with the masses or whatever. I don't like using the word ugly. I literally said ugly in the last episode, didn't I? Okay, there are ugly looks out there, don't get me wrong, but that's an overarching term. When you're getting into the nitty gritty of like why you dislike a look, you can't just be like, oh, it's ugly. That's one thing that I really liked about school in terms of fashion, going to school for fashion, is you learn, or art in general really, you learn how to critique things without saying, oh, it looks good. I like that. I like it. Like you have to explain why you like something, why it looks good to you, what you like about it, you know, different things that show that you know the technique that goes into it, you know. So currently I'm making a video about the Grammys looks because again, I have a lot to say about them. And this is an audio podcast, not video. So I can't really show anything on here. Look forward to that on my Re Renee original YouTube channel. Probably won't be up for a while just because I'm still teaching myself how to edit. So bear with me. Also, I wanted to mention Obviously, congrats to Beyonce for being the most Grammy awarded artist. That is incredible. And I could never fathom anything like that in my own life. So as somebody who doesn't frequently listen to Beyonce, I'm not saying she's not a good artist. Obviously, there's plenty of evidence that she is. Her music just isn't for me, I guess. And I like some of her songs. Like her old music was really my jam, you know, growing up in the early 2000s and Destiny's Child and then her going off on her own. And I loved the Lemonade album. That album is so nostalgic for me because it just brings me back to a certain time in high school that I really love to think about and I actually enjoyed, which is not common when you talk about high school with me. But go Beyonce is all I'm trying to say. Okay, as somebody who clearly is into the YouTube realm, and enjoys watching YouTube videos, you get a bit of crossover with people who stream on Twitch. So if you don't know what Twitch is, it is just like a live streaming platform and you can subscribe to people just as you do on YouTube, except if you subscribe, it's for like a monthly fee, I guess, monthly price. And, but you can just follow them for free. So I have a bunch of streamers that I follow. I do have one that I subscribe to, which is Chris Melberger. He is so funny. And in my first YouTube video, I talk about him. But like that whole side of Twitch, him, Julian Solomita, Jenna Marbles when she was on Twitch. Um, 
like Jason Sully, that whole side of Twitch is what I enjoy watching. But when you get to another side that includes people like Hassan and XQC and some people watch Pokimane and Valkyrie or whatever, I don't really watch that side. If anything, I know more about Hassan just because there's a lot of crossover with his content on Twitch with other personalities that I watch. That being said, he's a little too political for my liking. Like I wouldn't just watch his videos or I wouldn't just watch him stream or anything. Like I've seen clips of his videos and again, like people that I watch on YouTube or streams and stuff like that, they've mentioned him just because he is so big on the platform. There's been drama around his name and another guy who goes by I Show Speed. And there's a whole lot of drama around I Show Speed just because he is crazy and has been involved in a scam, whether it was to his knowledge or not. It all came out. It, it was this thing called Paradox, I guess. I don't know everything about it and I don't really want to do the research on it, but I know that for a fact just because of, again, people that I watch and value like their content have talked about it. That being said, with the current events in Turkey and Syria, with the earthquake, like massive earthquake, there's thousands of people who have lost their lives. Hassan and I Show Speed and maybe more, I don't know, but the drama is around these two, which I'm about to get into it, but it makes literally no sense. They've been streaming and attempting to raise money, attempting, they are raising money for the survivors and the cleanup and everything for Turkey and Syria, which inherently good deed, right? Like you're raising money and helping out people who are in need. Like that's awesome. That's what should be done with people who have large platforms like they do on Twitch. So I can't remember the duration, but the last time I saw, Hassan had raised over half a million dollars for Turkey and Syria, which is amazing with just like streaming live on Twitch. Like that's awesome. I don't know how much iShow Speed has raised, but the drama that includes both of them is People are claiming that Hassan and Aisha Speed are scamming people that are helping to raise the money and that they're going to take it for themselves. Hassan especially. Somebody went into Aisha Speed's chat as they were streaming at the same time just to say, and they donated money and they said, Hassan's stream is a scam. Like he has a huge house and he's taking all the money for himself. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he has a huge house because he has a huge following and he's huge on Twitch. Like, it's not just this one stream that he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pretend to do this and take all the money. Like, he has proven, even to me, who's somebody who doesn't watch him, normally at least, he's proven to me that he genuinely cares about, like, you know, the political state and like the governmental state of our country. And he does have decent morals that he wouldn't do something like that <laughs> like to go to that length that you're donating money to another streamer just so you can get people in their stream to turn on Hassan how in the world does that make sense I don't know I just 
I had to bring that up in this episode because it was just mind-boggling to me and creators that I typically watch have been talking about it and I figure I gotta give my two cents because I just think it's ridiculous for people with these platforms to be assumed as scammers even though iShowSpeed has given example of maybe not reading into things enough and potentially scamming people but somehow he skirted past that and who really got the brunt of it was the owners of the paradox crypto whatever crypto scam they got the brunt of the hate for that which i mean rightfully so but i think maybe there could have been a bit more repercussion on iShow speed i mean everyone was talking about it in that community so i guess maybe that was somewhat of his accountability but he still is claiming that he had no idea which he may not have i don't peg him for somebody who reads contracts and stuff like that that being said although he's young there should still be repercussion for not reading into something like that but the fact that his following is so large and that people knew about it and you know whatever for the first time i think it's enough for him to maybe think about it again the next time something comes up that may be paying him well. But aside from all that, side tangent, whatever, I think it's ridiculous and I think people need to lay off and actually support creators that are raising money for causes like this. Because again, that's what your platform should be used for, especially if you are a large creator. You should be spreading light, especially Hassan being in such a political realm, knowing so much about like topical events and stuff like this and like worldly events global whatever he should be praised for doing something like this because it's exactly how light should be shed on things like this on events like this i feel like i'm rambling so i'm gonna move on there is a lot of stigma right now going around about the twitch platform and everything and some people hate it some people obviously enjoy it if they're successful on it or just enjoy watching it like me um but I think it does kind of favor large creators, whereas a platform like YouTube favors all creators. I mean, there are instances where, especially right now, things are going down with YouTube. Like, they have a lot of new guidelines and everything that is getting a lot of people's videos either age-restricted or demonetized or anything like that. But historically, it's better for smaller creators to have more of a chance to get seen such as me like I'm just starting out and I'm hopefully gonna be pushed into the algorithm at some point <laughs> I do enjoy twitch and I like how you can watch your favorite creators stream live and like there are certain moments on there that you just don't get when you're watching a pre-recorded edited video and I think there's also room for parasocial relationships in that way, though. Like, there's always going to be a, it, it's a double-edged sword, you know? Like, there's good things about it, and there's not so good things about it. And I think there's a lot of creators that are more on the side of not good things, especially if they're not mainly on Twitch. Um, but there are a lot of small creators on Twitch that, you know, they, they don't get pushed out to the top, to the front page, because all of these higher creators that have a bajillion followers and subscribers and stuff are just 
chronically on the front page, which I think is a flaw in the system of Twitch. I don't think it's inherently a bad platform. I just think a lot of people use it incorrectly, but that can also be said for YouTube. So you never know. But as far as like this whole podcast YouTube thing, it's been a process and a half for me. And I currently live with my parents. Therefore, I'm sharing a space with them. And they've been very understanding in my process of trying to curate a space and time to, like, to do all this. So I appreciate that. But it is difficult. And I think if you don't know how to edit and you don't want to put in the time to do that and you just want to open up your camera and just film while like playing a video game, I think Twitch is good for that. Which also is something that, you know, divides YouTube and Twitch is that YouTube is a platform for like everything. Not saying that Twitch isn't, but YouTube, you can literally just film yourself doing some random thing. As I talk about this, I'm realizing that they're both very similar because I think about the crazier Twitch creators and they do. They film themselves doing just random shit. It's not always gaming. It's not always like music or anything. Like the just chatting segments can be just as crazy as just regular videos on YouTube. I'm definitely rambling about this topic. Moreover, to wrap all that up, I personally like YouTube more. It's my home. I don't even watch Netflix as much as I watch YouTube because you can have interesting long form content, you can have interesting short form content. And a lot of what I've learned up until this point in my life has probably been largely from YouTube, just because you can learn about so many different cultures and people and just different techniques, different hobbies, different things you want to do. Like it's one of the greatest platforms for a reason. And I just wish that so many creators weren't having such a problem with the guidelines right now, especially after like the whole adpocalypse thing and PewDiePie, you know, the dreaded incident. It makes me nervous going into making my own channel because I just don't want it to be ruined for me, I guess, in future creators. Like I think there's a lot of people getting started on YouTube, me included, and hearing all of this about especially demonetization, age restriction, like that's just a better way of tamping down your videos and pushing them to the bottom and like they won't get seen if that happens. Like huge creators are getting their channels deleted. Um, I know recently there was a guy, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. I'm going to look it up. Two seconds. Uh, okay. His name is Burleasy and I've never watched, I've never even heard of him, never watched his content or anything, but he got his whole channel deleted because he was playing some game. I don't know what it was, but he was playing a game that showed nudity and stuff like that, which is common in games nowadays. Like I don't understand. People have bodies. Like I don't get what the big deal is, but whatever, I guess, you know, parents need to monitor their kids more is all I'm trying to say. Like, they're like, kids are on this platform. Yeah? Well, maybe don't let them if you're that concerned about them seeing human anatomy. 
whatever. <laughs> I could go off on a rant about that. But anywho, real easy. Got his channel deleted for playing this game due to the YouTube guideline, like updates or whatever. And it's stirred up again the whole events that happened with Corey Kenshin, who's also a gamer and was playing, he was playing the Mortuary Assistant when it first came out. Same as a lot of other big creators, right? And he also not deleted, but he got a lot of those videos age restricted, which again puts your videos right to the bottom of the barrel. And you can't make money off of them. Like it's a whole bunch of work for literally nothing, just for YouTube to say, hey, people who watch games, a lot of the younger audience can't see your video anymore. Even though there are other creators, large creators such as Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, who played this game and it didn't get age restricted. So there was a whole uproar there, which was months ago at this point, but obviously still relevant. And that's coming up again with this whole Burleasy thing. So it makes me nervous. Not that I am a gamer and not that I am that edgy when it comes to commentary it still makes me nervous that even something so simple that I may make if I don't blur out if I don't bleep out a swear or something which I do obviously swear that my video could get age restricted and as a small creator I mean maybe it won't matter as much because I'm smaller and like I'm not as much in the algorithm maybe my video wouldn't get detected as easily but still, it makes me nervous for, for future content and like just the fact that YouTube is potentially a bunch of bots that you can't communicate with. And it's like the main platform that I'm attempting to make my career, I can't even speak to properly, makes me nervous. <laughs> so that all being said, I'm obviously still going to create my YouTube channel. I'm still going to pursue all of this. And if you're also in the midst of this, just keep an eye out, pay attention, keep up on YouTube drama because it is relevant as much as I hate to say that gossip is relevant. There is something to creators at our level that, or creators that are above, there is something to higher creators speaking out on this, you know, because they have more of a reputation. They have more to lose technically. And the fact that they're speaking out upon, like, on this subject is super important. So that all being said, I'm going to circle back to the Grammys and let you guys know that there's going to be an episode. It might be a little bit later and less relevant to when the Grammys were, <laughs> but I'm still going to try to get it out and make a funny, fun, just YouTube video talking about the fashion, also with a bit of fashion knowledge that I have. So look out for that on my Renee original YouTube. And yeah, we're going to keep it there. I think I'm going to, my God, do you guys ever get like throat burps? You know, you sound like a little frog. I keep getting those and it's really annoying and I still have to film my YouTube video. So I think we're going to chill there for this episode. It might be a little bit shorter than the first one, but it was very rambly. And I promise for the next episode, I will have more of a, not script, because I'm really bad at reading scripted things without being very robotic. 
So, but I'm going to have more of a plan <laughs> because I really didn't have much of a direction. I just had those topical things I really wanted to talk about because I think it's important. And if you just so happen to be somebody in within that community, within that realm, and you didn't know about any of this, there you go. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>